So yeah, this motherfucker will go on. You have the most 35 year old married man energy of anyone I've ever fucking seen. (laughs) There are fucking wife guys that don't have 35 year old married energy like you do. This guy will, first of all, he's the only person to ever use Twitter spaces. I didn't know that was still, I thought that was fleets, frankly. That's a thing? Grim? (laughs) I I guess so. And and so I will just like, I would say Friday or Saturday at like 7 p.m., I'll look at Twitter and I'll see that little circle up there. (laughs) And it'll always be something like, you know, dog food for John McCain. And it's like, what the fuck? Okay, I'm glad they're having fun. (laughs) And like, that's fine. Okay. And there's, you know, it's, you know, maybe like 20 people in there. And I'll check in and it's really like Grim as the host just chatting just like it doesn't matter who comes in and it's a a motley crew of people uh but then i'll check back at like 11 p.m and he's still there and then i'll check at like 3 a.m and i'm like this motherfucker just did eight consecutive hours in a twitter space like you'll check in and it's like a literal mm-hmm. child will come in, just be like, "Hey, I heard you mention Animal Crossing." And like this guy's Jay Leno, like, "Oh, Animal Crossing, yeah, yeah, is that popular?" You know, a lot of a lot of older lesbians like that. Hey, what's your? Is it popular in high school? Each this guy's fucking running a talk show for eight <laughs> hours straight, presumably alone. I don't know where his wife is. Is she working? Does she is she okay with this? It's all wedding stuff. So she's with her mom doing like wedding stuff. Like, they, yeah, you know. I'm, oh, I'm, this is the clubhouse competitor. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Sorry. I was like, I know I've heard of that before. Oh, yeah. So this is just like the audio chat room to try to kill clubhouse off. Pretty much. And it's for me, it's like I'm doing errands and chores and shit. So like it's, you know, you're not you're talking in it the whole time. Are you at the fucking <laughs> Walmart buying mulch? Just like, ha that's true. Sex work is work. A- anyway, what's <laughs> it like working at the strip club? Like every time I come in. <laughs> It's you're talking about settlers of Catan with like a bunch of like MIT freshmen. And then the next time it's like, (laughs) you know, bottoms don't have to clean themselves out before every time. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) Meanwhile, you pay this guy a few hundred dollars to come on the podcast. He fucking sits there and goes, that's interesting, Rob. So how about, how about if you can't do it, if you can't do it for me and you can't do it for the money, how about you fucking do it? for 9-11 the Uh, memorial the memorial remembrance (laughs) episode that this is because i'll be honest the problem is you need to take it as a compliment because it usually means you're just really interesting and i'm like ceding the time to you don't try to use narcissism (laughs) to to get out of this it's usually a pretty good play but no that's no that's that's the thing narcissism is the ocean but there are rogue waves of self-loathing that come in. And in that moment, <laughs> when I'm peaking and then dropping like an elevator, just detaching too soon, I feel in my guts that I'm being manipulated. <laughs> so don't think you can keep pulling that off. Yeah, but the uh, problem is it's, it's sincere, okay? Yeah, that, that is the, that's the problem. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's put on the fucking uh, intro and, and go to it. Uh, this is probably loud enough. No, it's it starts quiet, right? It builds. Yeah, we have the because we have the 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 song, but we put the full version on it. So it, it's a it's not four, my edited down version. It's a why. four minute trap thing, which, to be honest, I mean that's easy money right there. <laughs> but okay, here we go.
it's uh at dumb awful show i'm rob i'm on twitter at dumb and awful uh the, the next voice you'll hear is brett who pretends he's not on twitter but i know he's on the at dumb awful show account at least Occasionally, a little bit when when if uh, i'm down to like maybe once a month now i'm like oh i i'd love to get on twitter and talk shit about something um it's nice the 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 fucking addiction is mostly gone but yeah i'm brett i'm not online and Grim, I'm Grim in exile. Grim, there's that fucking energy we get from the spaces, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there it is, right fucking there. And anyway, I gave you time to think, think of something to say ahead of time, and then when the song ends, I'm so thankful for that song, though I have to say, because I've been going on, um, I've been going on Twitch. Uh, I've got a gimmick that I talked about last time, where I just I get drunk on two bottles of red wine. And then I play Hitman 3, which is a bullshit game uh, ruined by capitalism. They, they sell you they sell you an enormous fucking map that's like five square miles and then one target that you can literally shoot from the spawn point. And then you kill them. And there's two, Mumbai and fuck, there's, the, uh, there's a second one, whatever. Uh, they're maps, beautiful, sprawling, multi-fucking missions going on there or whatever. But the base game that you paid $60 for, it's just, okay, 47, here we go. And you take out your pistol and you shoot them from 200 yards away and then you walk out the exit. I did one in 32 seconds, 34 seconds, something like that. So they can sell you games as service. Oh, yeah. What about now there's a famous chef in the chateau? How do we kill him? Or now you can unlock the whole family that you have to execute. And it's just like, (laughs) this is very fucking bleak and american and, and brutal but the worst part about playing hitman 3 because it is funny to play as a dipshit i role play as a number one hitman in poland and <laughs> so like you know we've we've and shout out to to casey and sarah and, and uh extremely online left who by the time you're hearing this i will have just done their uh their twitch show waking up at fucking three in the morning in the morning i assume you didn't want that one brett that 3 a.m in the morning yeah i'm not sure i want to no hard to sleep at that point yeah so we uh so i'm I'm playing hitman and it's you know it's fun to kill people with like cheeseburgers and fuck up every single mission and just run away while people shoot at you and all that but the thing that's frustrating is like everything if you play music if you try to like do anything fun you get a fucking copyright claim but oh like yeah, because yeah, the Twitch literally everything. Legit. So if you go and watch like the the vod of the Twitch thing, there is a guy dressed like Mister Worldwide Pitbull <laughs> on the Miami level, fucking doing a crouch stand up uh, thing to the beat of Danza Caduro, uh and options, and that's fully removed from it. So you just see a literal real Polish person sort of doing a chair dance in total silence while a bald man on screen just like fucking chicken heads, uh, a guy with a vuvuzela with no context. It fucking sucks. So I'm glad that our, our communist trap anthem is the only thing that you can actually play over the air. We got a, a fucking copyright strike from Tenacious D the other week. Wait, really? Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. I understand now why all the YouTube people are like, we live in hell every day. I just wish I was dead. And before I was like, yeah, okay, guys, sure. Yeah, you're a YouTube creator. But no, it is. there are no rules, but they're everywhere. They're invisible. They're arbitrary and ironclad, and they can ruin your fucking life. I'm so glad I'm not dependent on, you know. YouTube, yeah. You know who didn't copyright strike, by the way? Will Smith, welcome to Miami. That one made it. Wow. the good yeah. thank you will still still a real one still a real one One of the weirdest real ones i've ever seen but <laughs> I'll, I'll fucking take it doing shady shit in dubai but you know it's good yeah, he's good on that will smith is one of those celebrities I, I forget who i was talking i think i was talking to luke winky who actually just by the way his latest essay about uh covid this summer uh new york times uh, nice. uh online edition made it into the print edition so he's fucking hell yeah stacking congrats luke check that out very good essay um but i was talking to him and i think will smith goes in this category there are guys where like if you found out your partner cheated on you with them you actually just kind of feel bad for them and i feel like (laughs) 
I feel like Drake is the one that brought it up, you know, because Drake had a line and Luke was like, hey, watch out, man. I was like, bro, if someone I'm with fucks Drake, like somehow I feel like I got a W. Like they they took the L somehow. And that's how I feel about Will Smith is weird. Eyes always red like he just cried vibe. if, If Will Smith, if Will Smith cucks me, like, I'm just going to stand and clap like it's the fucking Dead Poets Society for him. I'm very happy. I've always gotten vibes from Will Smith that he's got a lot of Joe Rogan in him. That he's got like some extreme Joe Rogan vibes, but he has to hold a lot of it back because he's not like Joe Rogan. He doesn't get to be his own boss. He still likes that nice studio money for a three-month shoot. Hasn't Rogan like com- completely, completely lost his mind? That's, I knew Rogan yeah. was gone. I didn't know he was gone, gone. But yeah, like, I was going to say, because there's degrees. There's like, <laughs> oh, okay, he's like flirting with the crazy. And then there's like, I'm taking horse tranquilizer for COVID type of crazy or dewormer, whatever it is. Yeah, he it, it, he was normally like cordyceps mushrooms. It's for human performance. And right. uh, uh, ne- Nepalese pink Himalayan fucking sea salt. And you're like, okay. I mean, Mark Marin is a vitamin guy. Like, you know, this guy's got more you fucking see, dollars. Funny. They got more dollars than cents. Why not? Fuck it, you know? Yeah, but, absolutely. But it's like in the same way that uh, uh, Coco, you know, the, the signing uh, gorilla, the yeah. gorilla, Coco didn't fucking speak English. I refuse to believe that. I don't believe Coco gave a, a memorable final communique to her handlers about the hardship of, of, of human struggle and how that plays into exist. Coco didn't say that shit. No. You're, you're, you're reading very generously into what Coco's saying. Uh, the way that a- applies to Joe Rogan is I don't think he knows what he's saying. I think they just took another ape and then they put him in a room with a billion dollars <laughs> and access to some of the most deranged PhD holders in like Western civilization. And this is just what happens. Because <laughs> he was he was a fucking dumb guy. He loved yeah, but like, he was a guy. Real no, but he admitted it. He was always like, I'm dumb, man. I'm a, I'm a fucking ape. Don't listen to me. I'm just kind of amazed at the shit people say. And I like hearing it. So I'm going to keep doing it. And now he's just like, hear ye, hear ye. Dr. Rogan is it's just like, man, <laughs> what I mean, happened? You see, I remember when he started early, like one of his first podcasts were literally about, you know, there's genetic sequences in LSD that in, in LSD mushrooms that don't exist uh, anywhere else in the world. They're clearly I, I take alien. it back. I thought the spaces was 35 and married. You talking about the LSD mushrooms out there? <laughs> it's pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that was my favorite kind of, of mushrooms, the LSD variety. We used to go in Gainesville and collect them out of horse shit. Mm, this smells like LSD. <laughs> he used the to be obsessed with it being fuck. alien DNA. Like it was like his fourth or fifth podcast ever. It was like Yeah, and that was fine. I remember that. I listened to the first like literally nine hundred Joe Rogan episodes because I was into keto. And I, like before that, I was in a keto, I was doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I was doing Muay Thai, and he's just like, hey man, what if the fucking spores, like spores are kind of related to mushrooms, which are sort of like seeds. And I read the sci-fi thing about seeding galaxies, could maybe mushrooms, could maybe, oh, it was the stoned ape theory. Right. He believed that, that alien spores were, they landed, and that's why it was all dumb fish shit, and then an ape got some spores and mushrooms and ate them. And then he hallucinated a higher level of consciousness, which is why he's always like, why can't we get Elon Musk to just fucking smoke ayahuasca or like that? Or, <laughs> yeah. Don't smoke or DMT. Yeah. Yeah. He's bro. If Elon Musk hit salvia, like four times on a beach, <laughs> I think, I think it'd be Well, the sad thing is he's kind of right. If Elon Musk hit salvia four times on a beach, it probably would change the world. It would, make bolivia a worse place to live and the fact that that is the causal link uh really really is damning to our human society remember when elon musk just came out and said yeah we're taking over bolivia for the lithium what about it and he just was just tweeting that out south african miners got to do their thing yeah i respect it i was gonna say the joe rogan thing is fun to me because like the conservatives have lost their mind but in some ways i respect it because I feel like everyone has come to the realization, either subconsciously or consciously, that like the American myth-making and American reality are so wildly diverged from each other that yes. there's no way to align them anymore. And conservatives have gone, well, I reject both of them. 
and I'm going to create a bizarre Cronenberg system, like just pulling from random chunks of reality and bits and bobs of myth making, and then like uh, imagined ideas of what things used to be in the 50s, along with just like weird dark recesses of the internet and be like, this is America now. But I respect that they're at least like, we should move forward. I recognize this isn't working. Here's what I've got. And you're like, well, that's disgusting. Please don't share that with anybody else. Take that home. Come up with something new. You, you failed. But Libs are just like, nope, the myth making still real. So long as we double down, it'll all come true. We just a few more tweaks and all the myths will come back into play and the reality. It'll all match up, guys. Just I promise. Just I love yeah, the American electorate is people uh, electorally spending decades and decades trying to convince themselves and others that they're pulling off the fedora. Right. They're, they're not pulling off the fedora. This is ridiculous. The whole rest of the world thinks you're somewhere between stupid and, and just fucking the worst. <laughs> and and yeah. yet. China has had four days in the last week of zero new COVID cases. They keep I doing like that. It's, throw that out there. Like they're bastards. back to, they were there last summer. They had a few days of no COVID cases and they're right back there right now. Even with their like vaccine, that's only 50 or 60% effective. Just right back. And I mean, we are like just getting thousands of deaths a day and no one is like even, it doesn't even register anymore. Yeah. I was going to say uh, Luke's article is I was euphoric in June. Look where we are now. You can see that in the times. But it talks about how, like, and I think this is right. There's, there's just no guidance anymore at, at all. Like, we talk about how democratically there is no lever to pull anymore. Right. Uh, on the bonus episode I did, uh, me and Brett both talked to our dads about stuff. He talks about how, as a boomer and like a Clinton liberal, it's hard for him to, to grasp the, the the idea that like when he pulls the lever it's not connected to anything anymore. Right. But like it used to be that like somebody would come down to the neighborhood and, and get yelled at and go, okay, well I'll see what I can do. Now it's just, it's connected to nothing. And that has downstream effects, including fucking COVID. As far as I can tell in America, our leaders have just gotten bored or sick of dealing with COVID stuff. <laughs> and they realized, Oh, I don't, I don't have to do this. Then I could just not talk about this and not, really put in a coherent plan in and just like selling iron dome to fucking Israel or becoming allies with the journalist murking fucking house of set. I can just do whatever. And now there's just literally no guidance at my workplace. They killed all remote work. You are no longer allowed to remote work. Uh, but when you're in the office, which we're now at full capacity, everyone has to wear masks and socially distant. Yeah, my <laughs> office literally has to have like a thing about how uh, you can't try to claim bounties on other people's abortions during the work hour. So that's that's awesome. We've just lost the fucking I do, thread. I do love that Afghanistan and COVID switch spots. Yes. Where Afghanistan was never talked about and we just pretended it doesn't exist. We're like, we can talk about it again now. And COVID, we're like, but you can go in the back seat. You're killing yes. people constantly. We actually will have more people die this year than 2020. But that's okay. We'll talk about you later. Yeah, We literally gave a, a DOD, uh, Defense Department, budget reallocation, like a little top-off recently. That was the price of shipping vaccines to everywhere else in the world. Right. Yeah, because it, like, yeah, fuck, I don't want to deal with that shit's lame. I want to get more fighters. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. That's the whole country. There's no adults. That's just like, yeah, but get more fighters, I guess. Fuck it. There's always some issue in America that's like the Rosemary Kennedy of like our issues. Just something that everyone has to pretend doesn't exist. That it can never be acknowledged. It just, it's, it's, you know, we we have to we have to admit we can't control it, and that's it. Just is what it is. That's what like foundational is, to the system at this yes. point. Yes. That's sort of where I get uh, I get irritated with the left as well because I feel like the left just took most of the bedrock principles from liberals and then tried to build a house on top of it. And it's like, you know your assumption that like something could change within the political, like going like, okay, well, the political system, there's, there's a vision I have of getting in as it exists and making changes. And it's like, well, that's an obscene assumption. Like, where the fuck did you come up with that? Or like, 
you know, maybe maybe market adjustments, the government just tweaking things or like putting in new regs, that'll create a better end result. And that's like, that's also an assumption that I don't see making any fucking sense anymore. Uh, it, it's really bizarre now to, to look at the, the various outcomes and be like, it, it feels like the two groups became the worst versions of themselves. Conservatives are just like hyper aggressive bullies because they're they realized a while ago that no one was going to stop them. So they're just going hog wild and libs have just turned into hyper manipulative pussies. We're like, we're not going to do anything, but we're going to make you feel like shit about it because we have all the therapy language in our side and we are going to make you feel terrible about the fact that we're going to do nothing. Well, that is traditionally, yeah. I mean, outside of Lawrence O'Donnell talking about like the electoral uh, uh, ramifications, of the left basically being married to the Democratic Party. Uh, abusively i guess would be the term for it but there there is a a like well it's not epistemology. i'm going through it in the head it's not epistemology maybe it's metaphysics it's uh i was gonna say it's not ontology it might be oncology because it's a, a fucking cancer, cancer. <laughs> yeah but but like the reason that people hate the left like there are literally people that were tweeting susan sarandon shit over the uh the abortion ban uh down south and it's just like at that point you've lost the thread but i always try to in the same way that like when i was a sex dork i like to intellectualize the different kinks like i'd be like okay what is this person getting out of this right like what what space is this filling when this person does this this weird shit for liberals it is as i've said before just being the most moral and virtuous you can be so like the the competent technocrat uh middle manager uh uh what, what's his name Pontius Pilate they they can make their decision <laughs> let the system work wash their hands and be done with it and that was fine most of the time but now the two fucking worst crimes to like a, a professional liberal is there's a bunch of young people and they all disagree with your word worldview because they think of it as insufficiently virtuous and selfless. And that is a stake in the heart of a fucking liberal. The whole reason you become a liberal, you give a, you think of yourself as being selfless because like I could just, you know, lower taxes for me. Fuck you. But I care so much about the people around me. That's why in the last 10 years I went to the women's march and, you know, gave fucking $250 to Julian Castro and, and, and Liz Warren. Cause I care more than most people in this country. And when they see people that are just like, uh, that's not cutting it. You're bad for that. The right serves their purpose by being over the top fucking bad and racist. Right. Oh, totally. And that keeps a comfortable stasis. When they see people on the left who are both younger and more principled, they fucking lose they, that's oh, yeah. why they go fucking insane. It, I also it's, think it's rational. There's like a another interesting through line there too, where there's this split between uh, the libs have largely just given up. In general, the system we've given up on any sort of forward thinking anything, right? Like we as a country, you can tell the country's collapsing because no one has any ideas for how to move forward. Nobody with power has any ideas for how to move forward. Right. We've all accepted it and gone like. Great. Well, just show me stuff from back when things didn't seem like they were collapsing. Give me a refresh version of that. That's all I want across the board, right? Like we just have to like recede further and further into comfortable nostalgia to make up for the fact that there is no game plan, which I do kind of blame uh, when we get to 9-11 on 9-11 and then Obama taking over afterwards. But as the like actual breaking, breaking point of that. But uh, shit, I just lost my train of thought. You were talking oh, about when, thinking, when, we, yeah. when we get to 9-11. I think you were going to tell the story about how you missed uh, you missed your flight that day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 12. Fuck that. And, and you were like, God, th- this Ada guy is great. He, he's one of, <laughs> so Weirdly, he's the nicest guy in Tampa, Florida, which is probably correct at the time. <laughs> no, but right uh, now. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. He, he's not actively oh, doing anything worse now. right now, as far as I can tell. No, well, but that's I not true. If, if you're currently reading Jonathan Safran Foer, he is making your life worse right now. That's true. right. <laughs> Extremely loud, incredibly uh, close fucking riff. Suck my dick. Yeah, no, but I was saying there's also this split between, I think the other reason that most of the establishment helps hates the young people is because there's an attempt to be like, what do we, what's the path forward? And they're like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. We made that deal a while ago. There is, we're done. We were reliant 
through the 90s and early 2000s on tech to just be like, well, they'll they'll figure it out for us. They'll innovate the way forward. And then once we realized that tech is just creating the same problems, but at a different scale and with different intensities, it was like, ah, shit. Well, I'm out of ideas, guys. And if you bring ideas, we will kick you in the dick. So shut the fuck up. We're just going to sit sit pat. It's fine. It'll be fine. Everything uh, will be fine. That's one, the, one of the many things. And there's a lot to choose from in terms of reasons to love Diane Feinstein. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is like, you know, in, in Dungeons and Dragons, uh, this, you know, uh, uh vaguely anti-Semitic Gary Gygax, but I'll just <laughs> go with it. There's the concept of like the lich and the lich is an undead creature because like they take out their brain or heart or something and they put it in a phylactery. I know. And then they hide the phylactery <laughs> away from them, but that's also their humanity. So they can live for a thousand years, but as time goes on, like the antediluvians of the world of darkness uh, they just lose their humanity. Like there's a constant struggle. If you want to keep it to maintain your humanity, you have to connect to people. We're social animals. You'll forget what humanity actually is. And you become this hungry ghost just existing on id from one spot to the next. And I love Diane Feinstein now because she is a creature of pure id. There's no cognition or superego mediating it. She is just boldly going through the motions that were the quiet parts, right? It's fucking hugging. Uh, it's hugging. What's his name? Mitch McConnell or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's yes. saying like, this is great. I love nominating conservative justices. It's Brett to your point, right? Being like, we already made the deal. When literal children with crayon drawings of the sun enter your office the super ego told her at an earlier day, go like, well, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to send this to my best people. And the kids are like, oh, wow, I, I love politics and I love Diane Feinstein. But because there's nothing up here anymore, it's just the animal gut. She's like, fuck you. Fuck you, kids, bitch. Don't talk to me like you know more than me. And it's like, yeah, that was the quiet part of the damn party. And she's just going to run. The fact that we are like a year out from a New York Times article where Senator Schumer is like, yeah, I, uh, I can no longer pretend she has no idea where the fuck she is at any given point. And she's just <laughs> still vibing is yeah, we're done. <laughs> we're oh, done yeah. here. Real question on the abortion thing. Cause like I saw it and I was just like, yep, that checks out. Why wouldn't they do that? Uh, what is the actual plan Dems? Like my, my, from here on out, whenever I talk to Liz, I'm just like, well, what are you going to do about it? What do you or what do you expect your leaders to do about it? Because they do run everything but the court. You could just pass a new law on top of it that restricts further, that like further is constitutionally uh, accurate or works under the Constitution and then just builds on top of Roe v. Wade instead of constantly relying on the justices. You could do that. Um, can you can you please for one second? I know you have problems with this as, as a toxic white male on the <laughs> Internet, but don't force votes. That <laughs> that's one of the most racial things you can do is force a vote. And if I see you doing that again, I will report you the majority report. That's act, that's actually that's what that title's about. It's about re re reporting people that try to do legislation to the AOC council. There is there is this fun thing that's occurring where like the Republicans and the the, the more deranged are just going to keep pushing, uh, both because there's some true believers and because a lot of them are just power hungry and they recognize if you do, you can just keep getting more power with the expectation being like the system won't collapse. Somebody else will resolve it. And the right. someone else in this is supposed to be the libs. Uh, and the libs are playing the game of anybody else has to solve this but us. And so it's a fun like. Uh, a movable force and, uh, or excuse me, uh, unstoppable force and a movable object of like who who makes who blinks first, who either stops doing insane shit or actually attempts to stop the insane shit, right? And thus far, I think I think conservatives stop before libs actually make an attempt to do something. Is my well, is my guess? I checked in on Majority Report for the first time in like three four weeks just to see what's up. And I check in and Cedar is literally like talking accelerationism because of the abortion thing. He's like, yeah, now that it's, it's out there, like everyone's, you know, the masses are going to rise. And he's literally stating all of like the Jimmy Dore shit because he's got nothing left. 
because yeah. there is nothing left. It's that just guy, like that guy is on fucking amp. Like when I mean nothing. I, I'm glad he exists in the same way. I'm glad like Trevor Noah exists. In fact, in the exact same way. <laughs> Because like, okay, yeah, that, that could bring people over. But if your mission, and I, I know lots of DSA people and I, I wish them the best. Like if your mission is literally to take over the Democratic Party, the, do you believe in the fucking tooth fairy? Like, like how do you also not? Also dream bigger, Jesus. Well, was it Chicago that they just had a primary race? And uh, like some some DSA person, like DSA light person won. And uh, maybe it's not Chicago. I'm trying to remember where it was, but. There was a there's a big national race uh, or a big local race, but it's a big city, and they someone won in the primary, and now the former mayor is now doing a whole like yeah we're I'm going to do a write in campaign and like trying to get on the ballot. I think they even sued and got on the ballot, so now it's going to be a three way race. The Democratic like the party is literally underwriting a write in campaign because that's how scared they are. Yeah, I don't understand. The party doesn't want you. Like yeah. all these, all these people that are like, yeah, you know, you know we're, we're reading a ton of books. We know all the therapy language. She said, no, <laughs> she said, no, <laughs> leave, stop it. Don't fucking go like, well, I think this time, I think this time I was fucked up before, but I, I think if I just change a couple things and I just defer, I'm willing to be patient to make this work. You sound pathetic, bro. You, it's, she's not going to take you back. She doesn't like you. She's not into you. She she doesn't want you. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. And I just I don't I don't want to be like complain about DSA guy. I'm just so there is no plan though. No one has a plan. No, that, well that, that's the thing. No one has a plan, and we're all just sort of coasting on. Nobody can admit. And that people have no accepted that there's no plan. I mean, that's the they, other thing. The base has been like, you know what? I agree. Women should be vilified. That's yeah. cool. I'm okay Reddit, with this. Reddit did a DDoS on the actual reporting site, and it it's like already back up and working fine. And yeah, you know, it's, it's again it's again a symptom, right? Which I yeah I appreciate that you guys are DDoSing the site. Continue forth, but like. You're, you're attacking a symptom. Is there any solution for the problem? The answer appears to be no. I was just curious, like, Nat's Supreme Court has been like, well, let it ride for a bit. They uh, literally, they value the filibuster over this issue. And it's like, we're all wily, if you're a Democrat, you're wily coyote, you're already off the cliff, and you can't look down, or it's a lifetime of delusions. Because like you said, Brett, this isn't new. They, they oh, no, had not. the last 50 fucking years. You know what countries have better abortion rights than uh, Ireland? Uh, I mean, that's probably true. That's but actually also, true now. That yeah. is but, but also, true. better abortion rights than, than the Deep South. Tunisia, Turkey, Algeria, Jordan, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, UAE, Bahrain, Qatar, and Morocco. Yeah. You've had 50 years to get over Qatar on women's rights, and you failed half the women in this fucking country. Oh, if, look, if you're at the wing and you're on the Upper West Side of New York, yeah, this doesn't apply. But if you're someone that doesn't make money or donate to the Democratic Party in meaningful max cap amounts, then what? Actually, fuck, how, if you're just a professional class woman in Texas, this affects you. That's yeah. actually the bigger concern, yeah. is even if you have money but you live in the state, you have problems. Which, <laughs> like, mm, I, yeah, that, that seems like a thing that would move a needle, but Again, I, I can't tell where the breaking point is for people. Like, we are really happy to just continue to get beaten uh, as like a large group, and I just, I genuinely can't tell where people are finally gonna be like, you know what? Perhaps, perhaps we should do something different. Maybe see, this uh, isn't working. Did you see Bette Midler's like, we need to do a Liberian Gaboi style sex strike, as if anyone fucking a Republican like congressperson in the state of texas isn't also pro-life yeah jesus christ it's such a detached it's such a new york sensibility oh obviously all their wives uh disagree with this and it's like no their wives are the ones running the nonprofits that do all the pro-life shit and came up with this shit like grim it was, it was broader than that too it, it was the the typical this is what i mean where it's like people have a want of narrative and if you don't provide them one, they'll just go with like the ruling classes, the, the narrative that is convenient to them. That was literally like, a, ugh, do not, do not fuck men or white men or whatever the fuck it was, like period, until they respect women's rights. And it's just like, <laughs> I'm not a senator. I'm not a, I'm not a senator. So I don't know what I, 
bro, if, if there was a period from like 19 to 21 where I was really into Tantra, where I thought maybe my dick could save this country. Those days are long. <laughs> those days are long since past. You know, with bluechew.com, they come back for about two hours at a time. But like that's, but that is when you have nothing else, you know, I joke like, you know, therapy doesn't fucking work because all of you are, are tweeting about Susan Sarandon instead of doing anything of meaning about an abortion ban. Oh, like, yeah. That'll be the, in every state soon on the South. Florida should pass it in the next like three weeks, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, they should. By the way, they should. No, they their base. It's already it's yeah. already working through it. Yeah. In the, it's they in the, literally in the copied state. and pasted the text according to uh, Good for them. I had. Good the for them. is not going to be outdone in his race to be the next president. Like, no. it's not going to happen. I full stop. Like, this isn't even me exaggerating. He will fucking make that happen. There is yeah. no Republican who will be allowed to outdo him, period. I will tell you the only thing I've seen of actual constructive value, and it just goes to show how whipped everyone is, is literally like creating funds for underground railroads to get people to like other states. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. You can't buy an underground railroad. No, you can't. Psychos. You can't. That's not how it works. But they're doing it. I'm telling you, they're like trying to do it. And it's like, you guys are going to fund like 50, 60 maybe. And you need buses full of people to get. Bro, I've funded more abortions than that. <laughs> <laughs> Inside Lou and Davis uh, energy coming off of Rob today. It's Jeez. literally these people are like subbing to a Patreon for reproductive rights. That that's just like this is the Harriet Tubman <laughs> tier. Is it repatriation? So they that? still yeah. so they're still <laughs> using the same tool set. Uh, so I saw the news. I I you know not bothering to see what people are saying as far as like the establishment but i was curious if we had this was like people going finally like ah perhaps this is the point it sounds like no we're still using the same tool set which is which is just just to be clear they literally conservatives literally bombed abortion centers over the course of decades and your response is a sex strike Mm. you're not even bringing a knife to a gunfight like good god you're 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 rolling over and showing your belly during a gunfight. I remember one time I was in Union Square and those goddamn like anti-communist China people were just like Karl Marx <laughs> is the antichrist or whatever. One guy is just like, oh, I'm doing a hunger strike until there's religious freedom in China. And every Hell day yeah. I walked by, I was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. <laughs> That's how I feel about the sex strike. It's just like, yeah, well, I'm not going to get fucked until I can get reproductive. Okay, well then fucking, you better be horny tweeting at Nancy Pelosi, not me. Get yeah, out of exactly. my DMs and find out what fucking Chuck Schumer is doing. And that's the, way, the only time I'm going to advocate horny DMing Chuck Schumer. Actually, there you go. You know what? No, do it. Fuck it. Yeah. This guy lives like a frat guy in, in D.C. apparently. I'm sure he'll be welcome. Have you seen this? Yeah. Liberals not thing? having sex is exactly what conservatives want, though, isn't it? Isn't that the whole point of all this? Like women yes. shouldn't be doing anything sexually with yeah, their they're bodies. They're literally giving into what they want. That's, you should be broodmares. Shut the fuck up and stay in the corner until we're ready for you. I love the idea of, of Bette Midler leading the great replacement. Yeah, <laughs> just, it's just such a, I mean, per usual, it's always fun to see like what bizarre responses come up every time, like uh, an even further more deranged law takes hold. But I was hoping there'd be at least some attempt of like, perhaps we should get people in the streets. I still don't think that'd be sufficient, but at least like you're getting closer to the idea of where you should go with this. But no, still no. Okay. Good to know. I mean, now because of like January 6th, there's no real remedy they can do where they don't risk like looking like that. And that aesthetic is so much more offensive to them than the actual ban. And that's the problem. If you did that, I bet they'd overturn the ban. That, but that's not important to them. Look, yeah, you that's, could, not, you, that's not what they care about. You could get rid of the filibuster like like right now, and that would solve a lot of fucking problems. You could pack the court right now like and solve some problems. There are things you can do, but doing them would kill the fantasy that you have the right idea and most people are too they're dumb hicks and they don't understand the nuance of of like how we have to ban high frequency trading and put a a a, a micro tax on and, and see if we just lower the all that shit comes with believing the fantasy that like the system is good so as more and more parts of the system fall off simultaneously like you either have to go, oh, no, my life is a lie, like all the people who lost friends in Fallujah, which, yeah, that fucking sucks, right? Yeah. But that's something that like poor working class white dipshits have to do, not people that are girl bosses at the wing at like the Sackler uh, Remembrance Fountain at the Met Gala. 
Like <laughs> they shouldn't have to do that. And so they, they just don't, they double down. I like, keep wondering where's the level of like boiling in the crab pot where people start to be alarmed. So like New York flooded this week, right? I know central Jersey got hit harder, but New York city flooded. Oh, Did that yeah. finally like raise the alarm bells for some people? No, the times wrote articles that are just like, we need to admit that, you know, the subways will just flood and not work so much anymore. Some people buy in basement apartments. We can't help that. Yeah, it's just it's just like lower your expectations. Times are tough for everyone. <laughs> this is the country that did fucking austerity after spending what two point three trillion or whatever in fucking uh, uh, foreign wars. Like th this is what we're like. So it's just like yeah, our servants, you know, the Instacart shoppers and the DoorDashers and. You know, they got to move two hours out of the fucking city to commute in every day because there's no longer anyone left in our neighborhood. Half the buildings are, are at half vacancy because they're just pied-a-terre investments. But you know what? So they got to take the, the train. But I'm not going to fund it or elect anyone that gives a shit about it because really the train, the train is just a bunch of connected buses and buses are just carriers for minorities and criminals. So uh, when it doesn't work, I don't know. Figure it out. Accept less. I, can't just like, tell, yeah, I, guess so. I can't tell if we're on the verge of like end of Roman Empire stuff that we've talked about before. We're like the Ock first collapse and we're like, whatever. It's just how it goes. It's, we it's don't happening have... right now. It's already <laughs> happening. Listen, listen, different cities have different safety standards and that's okay. I, I got to work. I got to work because I have to go to fucking work uh, uh, an hour away from where I live on the train because that's the only place I can afford. And I'm still getting pushed out of that one even further. And I got to work earlier because the conductor on the subway just went, uh, uh, yeah, hello, uh, uh, just notification. We will be skipping 75% of the stops on this one because you can't stop at those stations. So <laughs> like, uh, we're, we're going to Union Square. I hope that's where you're going. Goodbye. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. Climate it change is. in my favor. This is what it's like to be a coke or a sackler, I guess. It, it is really uh, fun to see how long the first five minutes of an apocalypse movie lasts when you live in it and it fucking a decade plus it seems like at least but like this shit just keeps going by the way that flood uh remember i talked about supply chain stuff all the car things are about to get worse because uh the last three weeks every major car manufacturer has spent saying uh we're gonna lower production ford said we're lowering production f-150 which is how you know things are bad the best-selling vehicle in america um they're probably going to be at half capacity as far as production by october which is bad that flood just destroyed a ton of more cars yeah in the GM, northeast gm just said more they're demand. shutting down all their american plants uh for at least a month and a half i think just all of them they're saying there's the chip shortage is that bad for them yeah it's it we're at the point where like the cascading failures uh compound on top of each other so like because we refuse to do anything about climate change it's create disasters those disasters then create uh knocked to our already fragile supply chain which is going to drive up the price of things that are necessarily like vehicles which then increases inflation yada yada and it's just like it's 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 fun to see how quickly the things spiral and go like damn we're really bad at this <laughs> like every step <laughs> and really bad at like caring about it or the interconnectedness because the entire system as it exists exists to segment everything separate so that you can get cheaper prices and that just doesn't work and also trying to think about everything at once look actuarially like actuarially uh, i'm not gonna make it uh, uh, there, again there's not a there's not a lot of like 90 year old six foot six seven whatever i don't even know how i'm probably shrinking at this point uh <laughs> i don't think you get great nutrition from kratom and red wine but you know i've read stuff on the internet like i'm, I'm not gonna make it you know like i i was i had a, a, a talk with hr this week where they're like you should put in for like 401k and pension and i was like honestly do you see me hitting 65 and she's like good talk <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, it's a friend of mine, right? Just looking at you like you're a great Dane. But yeah, and how long do those live? Fucking four years. <laughs> That's my point. Shit. Yeah, no, I'm, I know what I am. I'm the candle that burned. Look, I got a good 10 years of people being sexually interested in me for no reason whatsoever. Otherwise, other than my proximity 
to the sun is slightly higher than other people. <laughs> so like, I'm going to get everything that's coming to me. Don't worry. Everyone, everyone who's <laughs> waiting on that, don't fucking worry about it. Uh, but I do like the adventurous in me. I saw that rat which I know wasn't from New York, it was from a different flood. I saw that rat like doing fucking 360s and dives <laughs> and like swimming into piss water. And I was just like, my, like metaphorically, that's basically me in the apocalypse. I'm, I'm ready. Like, bro, I, I, I lived in a, a $30,000 house in Fort Lauderdale, Florida that didn't have plumbing. You had to take special implements that scooped out, you know, the like the, what do you call them? The diggers right. thing. Yeah. In order to take a shit. I've had termites oh, going to- Multi, yeah, 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 multiple orifices at the same time. I'm fucking ready to wade through the Cortland Street station in order to get a fucking coffee in the morning. Let's go. This doesn't is, bother me. Is this a sinkhole house or is this a different house? Oh, no, that's my childhood house. Yeah, we, just, <laughs> we, we, I think I talked about this before, but like we had termites, but we couldn't afford to tent anything. So what you would do is there would just be hundreds of them. Um, and at night it was bad, right? During the day, like it's, I don't know if they're nocturnal or whatever. But like the sun would come in, you turn the lights on, it wasn't so bad. But at night when it was, you turn lights on, just they would all swarm like the top 50% of the house all over the place. And so what you would do is you'd do like an underground railroad uh, where you'd start in your room with the, the light on and then you'd turn it off and turn on the light in the hallway and then turn it off and turn the light in the living room and then turn it off and turn on the light in the front room. And then you close the door and leave the light on there. And then that would be good for a while. And then more would come in the main room because you'd be watching TV or whatever. And then you'd lead them to another room. Uh, it was just fucking brutal. Like we had no no money to treat it. So like for maybe six months, I would lay in bed uh, with my sheet fully over my body like a mosquito net and just have fucking termites crawl over the sheet. And there's a sound they make when they get near your ears. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it's just like, so when people are like, this is fucked up, man. Like, can you believe it? We had to walk through sewage water to get to, I'm like, yeah, that's how I go to the Circle K for like five years. <laughs> I fucking live in, we live in West Lauderdale for a while. Yeah. So I, I'm ready for it. But like, it's the fact that everyone else is going to get fucked up and seemingly nobody cares. Like nobody has any idea. I think. Americans suffer not only from positive delusions, but from the idea that like negative, negative consequences never happen. Right. Um, which maybe is a transition to nine 11. But, but before I, I do that, let me just cap by saying, uh, the positive delusion is this idea that like, while your life breaks down, you parasocially bond to, to others more, or you just do. So like, there's a thing I do mostly with like romantic partners, Brett, I think, do you do this, Brett? The, where you're walking around and you'll see like a dog and I will always go either that's me or like, that's you. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So if I see like a, a particularly stupid looking English bulldog, I'll be like, look, that's me. That's me. <laughs> and, and like <laughs> in a very true sense it is, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's energy matches. Right. Or if I see like a, a Boston Terrier with bulging eyes that just won't stop talking, I'm like, that's my girlfriend. You know, it's like that sort of, of fun thing. And I saw a, a, a press release from the White House that said, uh, Jill Biden, so Jill Biden, like everybody else, you know, uh, Biden, the Joe Biden said this week that we're the only nation where our economy has gotten stronger since COVID, which like, yeah, definitely going to kill a million people for it, but I guess like show out, you earned it. And, and so everything is like, get back to work. And so they released the thing that said, Jill Biden is now working full time as a teacher. And we'll be teaching classes two days a week. And everyone was just like, yes, that's what it's about. That's, you know, we all have to do our part. Like uh, all the, the dumb shit you'd think. Right. And I realized like, we are, I hate saying this because it positions me as like smarter than these people, but we have fucking baby brains in this country. Now we are lit. We have no fucking object permanent. We just go like, that's me. That's me for we see fucking Iron Man. We're like, that's me. We see Jill Biden working two days a week. And we're like, that's me. I'm, I'm a girl boss. I'm inspired by this. Whereas the same exact thing. I refuse to believe if Melania Trump 
put out a press release that it's like, I am now working full time as the first lady. And it was like two days, two days a week. She, she goes, does a community college talk. She would be savage for being a dumb fucking airhead slav, which she was. I'm pro Melania, by the way, everything she said was, was more or less right. Like, by the way, uh, she doesn't care about the border because there's nothing she can do about it. And you don't either. That's, that's why people got so upset about that fucking coat. They don't fucking care either. Look, you have your opportunity. You control all the government. Nobody fucking cares, right? Nope. Which she was that's like, what am I going to do? I uh, My job is fucking Christmas, right? Yeah, she's right. You want to talk about trauma, right? I have a flashbulb memory when I didn't have health insurance of someone cauterizing my skin closed. I still have scar tissue and I remember the smell of my own burning flesh in the moment, in the moment I was like, I'm not going to forget this smell. Am I, this is me this is my own flesh burning together. This sucks, right? Pretty traumatizing, not as fucking traumatizing as if I was sucking Trump's dick like twice a week. Like this is, this is a hero. This is like a Marie Antoinette figure. Like she may not be personally a great person, but like, how do you not understand that she's working within certain historical frameworks and contexts? Oh, totally. But when it's Jill Biden, it, it just, I, I know I'm dumb and this shit makes me feel smart where people are like, I'm doing politics. Yay. That's, that's me. And I don't know how we became this infantilized. I don't see a way out from this, but I imagine uh, it, it started when we collectively lost our mind because one negative consequence was affected upon us for our way of life. At least that was how it was pitched at the time. So, uh, nine 11. <laughs> yeah. Nine 11. Jesus. We got the 20th anniversary coming up. Uh, and I am obsessed with everything that happened between that and 2006. And I, I always cut off at 2006. People ask me why is, why is 06 different? And, 06 is because that's when it kind of became acceptable to push against a whole bunch of nationalist narratives and to, you know, basically admit a lot of it was political at the time when you had to say everything was apolitical. Um, and that's, that is, I think, um, regardless of where you stand on any kind of 9 11 truth or stuff, it 100% was the genesis of people realizing how politically effective the Bush presidency was at using it and like working backwards. That, I mean, there's, there's definitely like stuff you can get into from there, but it's really, it's the get into it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got another 68 minutes. Well, it's just the there. There's something the the fucking word freedom barricade. Do you guys remember the freedom barricades? No, not barricades. No, it's an inherent oxymoron. Yes, like you have freedom and you have a barricade, and those are two countervailing ideas altogether. Like freedom, the entire purpose of a barricade is to restrict freedom, and they just called everything freedom fries, freedom barricades, free speech zones. Just this all, you know, I hate fucking saying Orwellian, but like it was Orwellian to call like the only place you can protest a free speech zone. That is something. And, you know, that is the the five minutes of hate in 1984 to some degree. Like that is. That was, that was a fun thing. I forgot about that. That <laughs> quaint time where we, we, we got 9-11 happened and we got so angry. We decided we wanted to punch France in the dick. And it was like, wait, what? Why is France suddenly like a hated? Not that I love France to begin with, but like. Why are you punching them in the face again? You know like, what's, what's going on up? here? You know what's fucked up, Brett? It's like if I got tickets. Here's why it was fucked up. It's like if I got tickets to like the the French Laundry, uh, not just for like because I'm a lobbyist for Gavin Newsom, but like I, you know, it's like a special night of the chef, and I got tickets to go there, and I was like, "Hey, man, do you want to come?" And you're like, eh, "I think I'm busy." I'd be like, "This is your favorite fucking thing to do." France had an opportunity to be racist against brown people and Islamic <laughs> brown people. And they're like, we're going to sit this one out. And we're like, what the fuck did you just say to me, bro? <laughs> I mean, that's because it was a betrayal. We were like, we, we thought you would be fucked. at the top of the list. Yeah. Bro, you have the French Foreign Legion there. There's like, you have a detachment of Slavic criminals that you literally just send where brown people are to do sex crimes. There, you could... Go check right now. Go Google where is the French Foreign Legion and tell me I'm wrong. 
They're already <laughs> there. And you don't want to come. What the, What do you have to do? That's what, how long does banning minarets take? That takes, <laughs> you don't have any free time. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. We, mean, we, we literally, I remember going to like restaurants and it would literally have French crossed out and freedom written yeah, in same. like blue big pen over especially it. in florida that shit was huge in florida yes. that was big in dc metro and dc metro is not red dc metro is like lib blue it's not even like it's solidly lib blue i mean there's a couple parts of virginia sure but almost all of that dc metro area is solid solid lib blue and they were all on board it was i still remember grown-ass men that were like were my friend's dad's going to the wine shop, buying cases of French wine, just like throwing down a credit card, $700 worth of wine and pouring it into the Chesapeake Bay to be like, fuck you, France. That's again, that's living in this fantasy, (laughs) not in the real world. That's like, Hey, that person is either literally or figuratively screaming the entire time. Like the Boston Tea Party. <laughs> this is like I spent seven hundred dollars on Mastercard. Now look at me. I'm Paul. I'm Paul Revere. I almost said Paul De Revere, <laughs> a friend of mine from from college. Uh, oh, this is a fine guy to be. I think he writes some music reviews. Why not? Maybe maybe that's what it is. Is that we've decided the only type of political action is stuff that is uh, that's purely signaling, right? It has oh, to totally. be it has to be something from a movie. You can't actually do real things, but if I pose in the right way and somebody comes along with the right camera and an intrepid photographer and journalist catches me, I'll take over the nation and then we'll, that's how change will occur. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's self-expression and identity. That is all we have. That is the so, only tool so at our disposal is like how we self-identify and how we express ourselves. It's the only two things America has like allowed to work correctly because they don't interfere in any of the actual machinations of the the country or its president she please save us i'm begging yeah, you th- people always whine about like free speech in china and it's like dude i vote for things uh, as rob said i vote for things in this country that are happening in fucking china like and that is very dispiriting that they don't even like get a true democracy of any kind i mean they have their own election system but it's at least know, pretend they're at right. least pretending here's the thing i don't have to look into it because at this point i'm also an american i'm just happy to to see someone pretend right like there's not even even if you're like we're the justice democrats they're still like yeah well you know it's unjust toxic men in palestine that need to have we're li- we're liberating the women from abusive relationships do they get their house back now and it's just like that yeah there was someone who uh, I, I it was an underrated tweet like maybe a month or two ago. It was really funny. It was a guy said the average male in Palestine is uh, is full of toxic masculinity. And someone pointed out the average male in Palestine is 15 years old. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> it should be crazy young. <laughs> like there's a reason for this. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm sure there's uh, a shout out to my my West Bank toxic males it's hard to get up and do sexism when you don't have 1200 calories a day these are people that are basically getting ednos from the israeli government and they're the yeah it's just fucking this is all we have and i think this is like this is maybe too spicy um but i i read someone was saying something about like I wonder if the CIA, after all that dumb Timothy Leary, like, oh, what if you got a blowjob while tripping? And it's like the, the the most senior analyst was like, I'll go to New York and investigate this, right? <laughs> once, once they realized that that fun was over, they saw 9-11 and sort of like the mass trauma response that it uh, elicited from people and went like, hmm, I think I can work with this. Now, now I don't know how true that is, but it is interesting that from that moment like before 9-11 the world trade center was attacked before yes and it was it was handled like a law enforcement matter because it was that's a fucking violent crime right? right and so people were prosecuted or like that's what happened and i mean 9-11 was a, I, I won't make light of it because like no it fucking sucks like that that's extremely bad and and incredibly close Okay, you'll make life. <laughs> 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 get ready for that in the bonus, I guess. Uh, but like, like it was brutal, 
But something did, those of you that weren't around, like something did categorically change. Like extra judiciality became a liberal tenet. And like uh, a rule of law and, and order and checks and balances were okay when it got in the way of like what poor people and populist movements want to do. This goddamn fucking Van Buren technocratic worship bullshit. Right. But the second what the elites wanted to do was like, and, and liberals, right, in New York. The second, what they wanted to do was do their own beheading videos on any Arab person they fucking found. All of a sudden, the checks and balances needed to vacate. We needed an authorization of military force. We needed, there were op-eds that were like the liberalizing force of torture. You know, like how does one communicate, right? Communication is so important. How does one communicate if you don't speak the language of the other. And when the other is a barbarian, what do good people do but speak in the language of barbarism? So I want you to know I am above this. I am above this. But we have to waterboard brown people. Like, that's just the only thing they understand. That just became normal f- fucking uh, yes. uh, live currency in the Discord or in the Discord space, in the discourse space. Especially interesting because they could. So proving out my point is that they're capable of embracing sort of violence or radical action, but only so long as it's directed towards an other, right? Conservatives never, ever, ever come anywhere close to like, maybe we should throw out some of these laws to fuck these bitches over. That has never come up because you could do all sorts of fun things to fuck them over based off of how like the abortion law supreme court just basically made it easy for you to find something to ban and allow your citizens to fuck them over for you can do that with guns in your state if you want done now you can just do that if you want it but that has never come up except brown people that's the only time that libs are like oh you're right let's get that pushy shit out of the way and kill these motherfuckers yeah nobody cared about civil rights nobody cared about all that i'll talk there was an nypd halal squad oh which oh yes which which yelp (laughs) fuck them right up like <laughs> so the long story short there was so much money for like nypd counterterrorism, and they needed to show that like they were doing counterterrorism. so they trained with the idf like they got all the look you have no if you live in new york it's funny people from the west coast come here to join like the protest scene oh. and they're like here's what we got to do and new york people are just like i got bad news for you <laughs> that shit doesn't fly here you are dealing with like a, a top tier military intelligence operation here like they are everywhere and they were after 911 but because these are the guys that got drunk in high school by putting vodka tampons up their ass cuz it quote hits different uh, they don't actually know how to do investigation they just know how to like all they know is is watch movie with sheepdog discharge they they hand guns and lie. That's basically what they do. And so they had uh, like Islamic terror uh, counterinsurgency. Like they were doing all this shit where they had undercovers, and this was all protected. And, and there had to be multiple lawsuits to get the confidential information out. To this day, NYPD still fights releasing like disciplinary records. That's something that we legislated this fucking year so there's like no transparency but after 9-11 years after they got their hands on the nypd records and it turns out that the hot spots for islamic terror were all of the foreign five-star rated uh middle eastern diners in new york (laughs) it was like a one-to-one if you had four to five stars on yelp you were an Islamic terror threat because all the cops were doing were sitting there watching soccer and eating kebabs all day. (laughs) (laughs) And it's hard to argue with that. I mean, like if you got paid to sit there and eat kebabs and soccer all day, like you would take that opportunity. So in some ways the NYPD is more supportive of Brown people than most (laughs) because they were actively funneling money towards Brown businesses. Yeah, that that would be considered woke these days. Yeah. (laughs) I like that you're thinking they're paying up front too and not just, Oh, we got a call. Well, no, no, no. Look, look, they were undercover, so they couldn't do the normal NYPD thing of just taking it. Oh, gotcha. That's fair. That's fair. Shall we yeah. continue on the bonus? Yeah, let, let's go to the bonus real quick where we'll it will really go on tonight. And and with a serious analysis, I hope. Because again, it was a bad thing. So let's let's uh Grim, I'm ready for you on this one. 
Hell yeah. I heard you got 9-11. You got 9-11 shit ready? Oh, I got so much 9-11 shit ready. This is like research shit. Yes. Okay. Well, you're going to go in on this shit. Yes. I'm going to go through a whole bunch of shit that happened 2001, 2006. All right. This this is blowback two. <laughs> oh, there is a blowback two. Whatever. Yeah, here we, here we go. Here, here we go. <laughs> All right, so here's, here's just some uh, some shit that happened. This is the greatest and best terror attack in the world. Long time ago, me and my buddy Muhammad. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, <laughs> bonus. <laughs> and to the bonus, I'm going to sip my wine. 